Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast 1030, 1030. Well, today what I want to do is answer a question, a question that has been asked not just recently, but by listeners worldwide, because people want to get into the Word of God. And during this time and season of the year, people really do want to do it, and they make a commitment to do it. However, things get in the way. So the question is, Dr. Crisp, how can I stay faithful? Are there things that I can do that will aid me in staying on track and reading through the 365 Bible reading plan or listening to a podcast every day while studying the Word of God? Well, that is a great question because many of us have great intentions but it just doesn't work out. So I want to talk to you about some practical things, but I want to talk to you about some scriptural things first of all. The Bible teaches that the child of God that is going to live in a way that is pleasing to God has to live by trusting God and exercising obedience and discipline. Now, the first two, especially the first one, trusting God, we think, okay, that's easy. I just believe in God. But it's more than that. It's taking God at his word and acting upon it and living it out. That results in obedience. Where the rub comes in is this concept of discipline. That is that you do it whether you feel like it or not. Now, please hear what I'm saying. I am all for good intentions, but good intentions actually mean nothing unless there is action behind the intentions. There has to be follow through. Now, our generation is plagued by feelings. Well, I just don't feel like it. I don't have a passion about it. I hear this all the time. Passion, passion, passion. Well, the way you have a passion for something, first of all, is truly believe that it's important and believe that what you're doing is going to make a difference. But passion has to do with feelings, and passion comes and goes. It's the word pathos or pathos, and that has to do with the deep things inside of us. That's the word that is used for deep feeling, inside feeling. So first of all, there has to be a love for Jesus. Do you love Jesus? Well, you say, I once did. Well, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. You lost your passion. Why did you lose your passion? Because you lost the discipline and the ritual of seeking after God. If you listen to the Ezra principle, Ezra made up his mind He determined that he was going to seek God. Now, that's not just good intentions. That's follow through. That's stick-to-itiveness. That's perseverance. That takes discipline. And this is true in any arena of life. If you're going to be a good athlete, you have to eat right. You have to rest. You have to get up early. You can't stay up late. Why? Because what you're doing and your purpose overrides everything else that might detract you and distract you 
from that purpose. And so the Apostle Paul deals with this in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24. Now remember the context. This is why context is so important in our Digging Deeper series here. You see, the Greeks had the Olympic Games every four years, but in between those four years, every two years, and then after the Olympic Games, two years after that. So intermittently between the Olympic Games, there were the Ismanian Games. Now, what does that mean? Well, the city of Corinth was on an isthmus. That is a land bridge that is between two other bodies of land. So this is what the strip of land that was called the Isthmus was in where Corinth was located. And it was only about four miles between the Aegean Sea, which was on the east, and the Adriatic Sea or the Ionian Sea, depending upon whether you were talking as a Roman or as a Greek. And there were only about four miles in between the two. And so this is very important because Corinth was located there and the Ismanian Games was athletic contest that was only secondary to the Olympic Games in popularity and participation. And so the Corinthians knew very well. As a matter of fact, the word gymnos is the word for naked. We get the word gym from that, G-Y-M. Gymnasium comes from that. That's the word for nakedness. And they would train naked because they didn't want any hindrance whatsoever. They didn't want any distraction. And they wanted to display their bodies, their flesh. You see, this is the kind of culture that they had devolved into. But they disciplined themselves and they ate right. They exercised. They worked out every day. They practiced their trade and whatever sport they were involved in. And so this is the background of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24. Remember, I'm talking about getting into the Word of God and the discipline that goes with it. And so he says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it, and everyone who competes for that prize is temperate. Now, the word there is to be self-controlled. That means discipline in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable Stephanos, a crown, a victor's crown that was usually made of oak or laurel leaves that would fade away just after a few days. Why? Because it had no root. It was plucked off of a tree or a bush. But he said, we have an imperishable one. That is an imperishable Stephanos. Therefore, on that basis, and for this reason, therefore, remember when you see it, wherefore, therefore, in the scripture, always stop and ask yourself the question, what is that wherefore, therefore, therefore? It is usually to draw a conclusion. And so he says, on the basis of everything I just said, therefore, run, that is all of us, run thus. What are you talking about? Not with uncertainty, but with purpose. Fight, not as one who is shadow boxing, just beating the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. Now, he's not just talking about Bible reading here. He's talking about every area of life. But look what it says. 
the ones that run, they are temperate in all things. They're self-controlled in all things. You see, you can't just say, okay, I'm going to really get into the Word of God, because when you get into the Word of God, you're not just dealing with your spirit, you're dealing with your body and your soul. Your soul is made up of the intellect, the mind, the will, and the emotions. And so everything's going to be affected, not just your spiritual life, but your soma, your body. This is why it's very difficult for somebody to say, well, I'm going to get my spirit in line and my spiritual life in line, but you do nothing with your body. You don't exercise. You don't walk. If you have the opportunity to do that and you don't do it and you eat anything you want to, anytime you want to, there's no discipline in that. You're just eating. There's no ever a time of fasting when you just fast so that you can seek after God and there's no discipline in your life. It's hard to have credibility about discipline. If you're 50 pounds overweight, 40 pounds overweight, 100 pounds overweight, especially if you are in a leadership position, people begin to see the incoherence of that life and it's not congruent. It doesn't flow from one end to the other. This is why you need to understand that if you're going to follow after God and you're going to get discipline in the word, it's going to affect every area of your life. It's going to affect all things, how you eat, how you talk, so forth. And it's amazing when you get your spiritual life in line, you will want to get the rest of you in line and just say, well, I'm giving up. I've tried this diet and that diet and everything. No, I'm not just talking about that, but you can also get your physical self in line and be at the gym every day, this, that, and and get out of the will of God because you're spending more time in the gym than you are in the Word of God. Do you see what I'm saying? We are losing a sense in the Christian life in America with one concept, balance. You see, the disciplined life is the balanced life. You watch your time, you watch your schedule, you discipline yourself in reading the Word of God every day, in seeking God's face 24-7, but especially in a concentrated time. You discipline yourself in what you eat. You make sure you get in bed at a proper time. Now, everybody has times when you can't sleep, when you're up all night, or whatever the case. You might be working, you're off schedule. But let me tell you, as a way of life, you need rest, and you need whatever your body calls for is different from someone else, but everyone needs six to eight hours of sleep every night. And if you don't do that, then you're going to have trouble losing weight and staying healthy. Your immune system's going to drop down. All I'm talking about is discipline. Now, how does that affect us in our reading of the Word of God? If you're going to stay on course, you're going to have to set a time and a place that barring some emergency, and everything's not an emergency, that you're going to meet God every day. That might mean that you're going to every day meet God before everybody else gets up. You say, well, I need every bit of sleep that I can. Well, God knows how much time you're spending watching the TV. God knows how much time you're spending eating at night. God knows how much time that you're saying, I don't have time for God and I can't get in bed. Listen, When you routinely get in bed at a certain time and you prepare yourself for bed and get off the phone, get out from in front of the TV, read, do whatever it takes for you to fall asleep, and you get in a routine of doing that and getting up early, I can tell you, you can go on vacation and say, I'm going to sleep in. You can't sleep in because you're used to getting up at a certain time because what happens is we form routines. That's called religio. That is religion. 
that is routine, ritual. There are certain rituals that will help us with godliness. They lead to godliness. And one is getting up first thing in the morning and reading the Word of God. That might mean that you've got to get up 30 minutes early. Well, that means you need to get in bed 30 minutes, and you might not need to follow that series on TV, or you might need to do less reading or something else at night. But we pretty much in our lives do what we want to do. Now, I know there's people going to say, well, now, wait just a minute. I can't help this and I can't help that. We can help some things. And in every life and in every situation, you're going to find time to do what you really, really feel like is important and what you really feel like needs to be done. You say, well, I've got two jobs. Well, can you find a time when you might miss a meal or you might have 30 minutes of a lunch break or a supper break or a breakfast break or whatever? Could you maybe take 10 minutes, just start with 10 minutes of that and eat what you're going to in 20 minutes? Might means you might need to eat a little bit less instead of taking a smoke or getting on the phone or something like that. What you may need to do is spend some time in the Word of God. Just take your New Testament or take your Bible, whatever the case is. If you've got a phone, then you can download a Bible app or something like that. But get in the Word of God. Start where you are. You don't have to get into an hour or two or three of study. Start with five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is that you set aside, but be consistent because it is a discipline. Remember, if you do something for 66 days, you're going to form a habit, a true habit. This has been researched worldwide. You will form a habit that if you miss it, you're going to have a sense of loss in your life, and odds are you will go back to it. Now, this is, again, something that some people don't want to hear because they just want everything easy. You cannot, I cannot say this enough, you cannot coast into fellowship. You cannot coast into discipline. You cannot coast to the next level. I say this in leadership meetings where I teach all the time. Most people will say, hey, I want to go to the next level. Pastor, I want to go to the next level with God. Well, the next level takes effort. There is no elevator to maturity. It's step by step. And you say, well, you know, that's going to take a lot of time and discipline and effort. Yes, anything that is going to make a difference in your life is going to take effort and discipline. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It may cost you something, but you've got to say, do I really want to do this? If you do, then make up your mind, ask God to help you, and God will help you. You think God, if you pray and say, God, I want you to help me to be disciplined, that he will do that? Yes, he'll remember mind you, when you're not disciplined, it's a matter of whether you're going to repent and obey. Folks, there is no easy way to do this. If you want to go to the next level, that is a level upward and press on toward the high calling of God, then you can't coast because when you start coasting, the only way you can make progress is downhill. It's digression. You're going to go down. And so please, please understand this is a valid question that's asked. How do I do it? You have to trust God. That means you need to believe God, act on that. That leads to obedience. And if you're going to continue to live in obedience as a way of life, you're going to have to discipline yourself. If you're going to study to show yourself approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and rightly dividing the word of truth, you're going to have to discipline yourself. So the answer to the question is trust God, trust his word, live it out in obedience 
and discipline. Discipline. The Bible is replete with admonitions and precept, principle, and pattern that I'll talk to you in our podcast 1031 coming up this next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to On The Way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.